Hey, Accounting Nation, Adrian Law here, CPACA. I'm a professional accountant and Vancouver accounting career coach and mentor. Welcome to episode 7 of the Vancouver Accounting Experience. Cannot believe we're already here, episode 7, very exciting. So in this episode, we're going to take a little bit of a different format. Um, a couple days ago, uh, ex-colleague of mine reached out to me on Instagram and he was concerned because he wasn't really sure if pursuing a CPA career was the right choice for him and I told him you know I have a couple hours to you know sit down and he can ask me any questions he wants and I would do my best to listen and offer any advice just based on my own experiences. So we'll just jump right into it and uh, hopefully this will give a lot of advice to many of those could be in school or thinking about a CPA career. Uh, you might have the similar questions, so stay tuned and maybe we'll have some of those questions answered. Welcome to the Vancouver Accounting Experience the podcast where accountants share their stories, their careers, their experiences, and their special moments of inspiration they encountered along the way to their professional designation. And now your host, Adrian Law. And welcome to the podcast. This is Adrian Law, the Vancouver Accounting Experience. Hey, uh, how are you doing, Accounting Nation? So on this episode of the podcast, we're going to take a little bit of a different format uh, because I'm joined by uh, a guest of mine, uh, Brian Wong, who's reached out to me on Instagram just to ask a couple of questions about uh, CPA career. So uh, why don't we get straight into it, Accounting Nation? So Brian, well, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, doing well, but I'm excited to eager to talk to you more about the CPA career. Okay, awesome. So, um, like I mentioned, uh, just on Instagram, we were chatting a little bit. Uh, I guess you're sort of in the crossroads because I understand you're working as an accountant now, um, but you're, I guess, weighing the decision to get into uh, sort of the CPA professional education program. So, why don't you give me a bit of, of your background and what your, I guess, question or concerns are? Uh, my concern right now, I feel that I've been working in, I feel really the accounting industry for me has been really repetitive as I've been stuck in pigeonholed into accounts payable. And right now I'm pretty much in accounts receivable doing bank reconciliation. And I'm not sure how far I can push this career path with my current knowledge. And especially with my grades at school, I feel I have to go back to school and upgrade seven courses, which is really daunting for me. Um, okay. And not, yeah. So I so you've have you completed your degree? I've completed my degree. Um, okay. So I, the degree was it just like a a general was it in general studies or was it business? It was a BBA bachelor's administration degree from BCIT. Okay, so you have your degree. So if you wanted to pursue uh, the CPA professional education program, you would have to. I guess, top up with a certain number of credits of accounting classes, right? Yes, just okay. the grades. Yeah. So do you know, what is it like a, is like a handful of them or would you? It's a seven of them, seven of them in total, which I'm currently taking two, but 
just juggling with full-time work. And personally, myself, I'm starting a side business, a creative media agency. And I'm not sure I'm conflicted. And I'm at a crossroad in my life where I'm conflicted on which path to follow. Should I pursue a creative path, which is not a respectable job under the my, my household? Oh, yeah, I totally understand. Okay, so let's just summarize uh, right now from what I understand. So you're working full-time at a company as a uh, junior accountant, accountant, but you're doing mm-hmm. accounts receivable, accounts payables, and bank rec, so a junior accountant role. Totally makes mm-hmm. sense. And then you've completed your degree. Uh, if you wanted to pursue a CPA, you would have to top up with seven accounting courses, and then you'd essentially get into either uh, uh, CPA program. Exactly. Either CPA program, whether it's a pre-approved program or uh, sort of the, I can't remember what it's called, but I think they verify like your experience and to, to validate your, uh, the, the kind of yes, training the, that the, you have. The prep program or the accelerated. Yeah. Okay. So makes sense. And then at, at the same time, you also have, uh, I guess, a sort of a side gig where you're doing uh, digital media, that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you also project. have, uh, you have like a product that you sell on like Amazon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, so I'm everywhere. So totally like, yeah, there's like a bunch of stuff, which is totally understandable. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned in when we were just chatting before that, uh, obviously you enjoy a lot of like the creative side of mm-hmm. things with like the digital, with the digital marketing, that sort of thing. Uh, and then would, uh, I guess, continuing your accounting career uh, suppress that kind of creativity? I mean, from my own personal experience, accounting definitely is not the most creative career. Obviously, as you know, it's very analytical. It's a very data-driven. It, it requires a lot of attention to detail um, and having like a real analytical mindset just to make sure that, you know, the accuracy, completeness, verification of accounting information, all that kind of thing. So obviously that is not very creative. In my own personal experience, working in accounting firm and also in industry, I mean, there are little bits of creativity. For example, if you're working and you're looking at uh, operational efficiency, together you're working with, uh, you know, operations of the company, I mean, there are some ideas that you can brainstorm to present as an advisor on how the business can improve its efficiency. And then also on the um, auditing side, there are, uh, I guess, little bits of creativity that you can come up with uh, to get audit evidence or you know, that, that sort of thing. So it's very little bits of creativity. But once you complete your CPA designation, let's say, you know, the whole door opens up to other kind of opportunities where you can get into marketing, you can get into sales, you can get into anything you really want. So it really gives you like the credentials to do other things. So, I mean, that will be something you definitely have to weigh whether or not you want to wait to complete that, or if you want to just get into, uh, you know, the creative uh, side of things in like your own uh, business venture, I'm guessing right now. Yeah, um, which sounds definitely, definitely very creative, right? Yes, it's very creative. Um, but I am I'm just conflicted on which to pursue. Do I pers- 
do I waste this opportunity on, should I work on my backup plan, like my safety net, or should I just jump the tightrope? Right. So I'm guessing the CPA is the safety net. <laughs> yeah, CPA is the safety net, yeah. Okay, so CPA and the accounting career, that's your safety net. But your true passions is in? Digital creative. media. Creating, digital creating media. Digital creative. media. Okay, yeah. No, that totally, that totally makes sense. So I guess we should get the other piece out of the way first. You mentioned, I guess, there's, um, I guess, the perception of how respectable job. Yeah. So you obviously, I'm, I'm guessing your family would think that the accounting career is a very respectable uh, profession. And yes. then, you know, I guess the marketing and digital media, that sort of thing is, you know, I guess not as highly respected. So that's the, that's the perception. That's definitely the perception coming okay, from yeah. I see. And then, So I guess how much are you influenced by your family's um, opinions? Um, definitely very influent. They're very affluent in my life um, as they support me um, with the rent and the mortgage, um, with just the daily living expenses. Yep. So I definitely pay my respects to them. Um, and I also want to provide for them. And another risk that if I jump, I jump the tightrope, I might not make it. I might not make the next jump and I might not have the financial means to live the life that I'm living right now. So you're talking about like, if you continued with your uh, uh, digital media uh, work that you might not make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that is uh, yeah, very valid. Um, so are you, um earning right now with that side with that side job uh yes i made my first thousand dollars um last year okay filming for a hockey team okay yep awesome that's that sounds very good so obviously you're not at the level where that is gonna that will take a lot of work obviously to build it up to a point where uh, I'm, I'm guessing your goal is to make that like a full-time thing or like a full uh, uh, living off that. And then that way you, you know, uh, essentially can provide for yourself and then hopefully you can provide for your family. That sort of thing, right. And right now they're supporting you financially. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I understand. And I'm assuming they are, are they already expecting you to begin your accounting career? Um, they are expecting, I am really open to them about my current situation, okay. about my current crossroad in my life. Um, right. And then, so they know this is what you love. They know this is what I love, but personally, I'm not sure whether this is what I love. As oh, I, I just started it. Right. I see. I mean, there's no reason why you can't do both. <laughs> right? That's true. It's just, um, it's just that sacrifice of time where... You're already working, uh, you already have a job, and you're already an accountant. You just have to top up your courses, so um, you can either do that part-time, top it up, and then get straight into the CPA professional education program, right, where you're either working uh, where you are right now, you would have to have your experience verified, or work in an organization that has, I guess, a pre-approved uh, um, work uh, and experience program um, and then at the side do what you're doing right now anyways is that a potential option yeah that's definitely a viable option um, but as I talk to 
other entrepreneurs, they say like, if you take away the safety net, that's the fastest way you'll make it to the, across the Yep, definitely. So that means quitting your job, go and diving straight and diving. into uh, your business venture, essentially, right? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, no, I, I would definitely agree that's the fastest way. But I guess why is the speed of things that important? I, I guess never, that would that would be yeah. that would be the kind of the the question. Well, you know, why not take it slow where you can? Because it, it sounds like you don't want to. Um, let your family down, which is why you're clinging on to the accounting side of things, right? Yes. Okay, because if if they let you do whatever you want to do, I'm assuming you would just jump jump straight into it. It wouldn't even be a, a thing. You would just kind of give it a go. Yes, it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, so then you'd have to really weigh how much um, of an influence and how much you are really uh, committed to, I guess paying like a duty to what they want as opposed to just saying you know what give me a year or give me two years let me do my own thing and then if it works out it works out then that's great and if you fail then you go back to the accounting thing that that could also be another option but then you'd have to communicate that to them mm -hmm. how have you ever been at that crossroad of your life have you ever like debated about the accounting field i have uh, I guess looked into accounting, but for me, it was a bit different because I was working in the restaurants. I was working in the culinary industry. I knew I wanted to change careers and leave. And I also had enough savings and my wife was fully committed to me quitting my job and then going back to school full time. So economically I could afford it. And uh, going back to school, and then I knew I wanted to uh, go from school and go straight into the CPA program. So for me, it was a little bit different because I also didn't really have um, the pressure to do something else. So accounting was what I wanted to do, and then accounting was something I jumped into um, 100%. But for you, it sounds like you're really torn between what you want to do and uh, what your family expects or would like you to do. So, so that's why I was asking if you had your choice, you would just jump straight in. But then you mentioned yourself that you're not a hundred percent sure that this is what you love. Is that, mm -hmm. is that right? So, yes. I mean, if you're, I, so go ahead. Oh, I know. I think I've built an identity for myself these past five years, past years of working as a junior accountant and accounts payable positions that build an identity for myself that, okay, hey, Brian, you're an accountant now. And are you really just going to let all that go? Like, Oh, I, I see. So sort of like the work experience you've had over the five years as an accountant. I mean, people change jobs all the time. I mean, myself, I, I worked eight years as a cook and then I decided to change careers. So, I mean, we're living in an age where I think people, you know, could have up to five different careers in their entire lifetime. So it's not really something that's uh, unusual, whether or not there's an identity or not. It's just really up to you to pursue what you like. And if you don't know what you like, then it's the perfect opportunity. How old are you? Are you still 
I'm twenty, turning twenty-six this year. Twenty-six, so that's that's extremely young. <laughs> I would cut off my, you know, right arm to be twenty-six years old uh, again, for sure. So I mean, this is like the time to try different things. Uh, I mean, that would be my number one advice: like, try everything. Try accounting. Try photography. Try digital marketing. Try try cooking. I mean, so anything. I would say try it and then really find out what it is like you that you love. That would be my number one advice. Um, How do you know when you're spreading yourself too thin? Spreading yourself too thin? Mm-hmm. By trying so many different stuff. I, I think that's that's just part of it. That's that's the whole point is to is to go wide. Is to go wide and you will naturally spread yourself too thin, and then you can eliminate what you don't like. Right. So let's say let's say you know you try a whole bunch of different stuff you try three other careers right now in addition to accounting and in addition to digital marketing over the next four years and you completely realize that you don't like any of them right so they were all a mistake all all five of those options that you try were all a mistake you wasted four years and you're 30 years old that's still three years younger than me when I change careers. That's, that's why I'm trying to illustrate how young you are. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right? So even if you completely messed up over the next four years, all the mistakes that you had ever made, you made all of them, you're still three years younger than I would have been when I changed careers. So that's how young I feel already myself, and I'm 44 now. And so I'm just trying to illustrate to you that 26 years old, you're really, it's, you're still, you know, a baby. <laughs> Even though, you know, you're obviously a mature adult and you can make decisions for yourself. I mean, that, that yeah. I, I think that's why it's the best time to go out and explore. You know, I, I don't know if you've listened to my podcast, uh, previous episodes of the Vancouver Accounting Experience, episode two, when I'm, I'm just talking about, um going out trying different things and it's just really meeting new people having different perspectives maybe traveling a little bit you know jumping into things uh, making the mistake then you really just kind of like round out your personality you know what you like you know what you don't like and it just really helps you with a bit of like soul searching to find out what you want and you, and something just hit me i mean you don't have to necessarily find what you want and then your life begins i mean for me my whole life is just meandering through all of it the whole chaos of it and going from one thing to another from school to cooking and then cooking to back to school and then that into uh accounting that that's just that is my life so i don't feel i have to find something and then life starts it's just this is all it's all just the fun part of it really so that that's just my perspective to you See, so just be comfortable in discomfort. Exactly. Be comfortable in the whole, the whole like chaos of life. There's not going to be a linear path that's so pure and true that is out there for you to discover what it is. It's just going through it, meandering through it with, you know, uh, all of the like the little nuances and, and, and the rough edges and all the gray areas. That is, that is what I feel like life is all about. So, um, you know, go out there and explore. So that, that's just one side of my advice. The other side of, the, of my advice is, you know, really dealing with your family. So that's, that's I, I, I mean, obviously you would know uh, at the level of communication and, and acceptance that they would have, but, you know, if 
that's something that you might try where you know you sit down with whoever it is let's say uh, your mom your dad whoever are the closest confidants that you have in your family that you respect obviously you you want to uh, you know, um, repay them and show respect for them, you know, bringing you up and, you know, helping you out with expenses, that kind of thing. But if you're able to communicate them what you like, what your passions are, you know, maybe say, you know, give you a chance, whatever it is, 12 months, 24 months for you to dive straight into it, uh, you know, at least then you would find out whether or not you're right or if you will find out whether or not they're right, right? So let's say you you try something, this is what you want, digital, digital marketing, you go in with a 12 months, 24 months, you put in a hundred percent max effort to make it happen. And if it happens, I think they will be so proud of you making it happen. And if it doesn't happen and you go to zero and you have to go back to them, I think you just humbly go back and say, hey, at least I gave it a shot and now I'll do whatever it is you want. <laughs> uh, that, that would be an approach that I would say, but you really have to communicate uh, what it is that you want. You, know, you would have to communicate your intentions and what you love and why it's so important for you to give it a shot. At least that way, you've said your heart you said what's on your mind you said what's in your heart and at that alone i think would make you feel so much better and then the second part is that you would actually have given what you think you might like a try as opposed to going through 10 years of of having that it's just oh man if, if i only had tried this you know like i wonder what could have been i mean that is a really tough way to live in in that kind of uh in that kind of mindset always See. wondering what it is that could have been you know at least you get this out of the way right that's true thank you for the advice yeah it really makes me feel like i should just push myself to increase the size of my plate to juggle these three balls like my amazon my um creative as well as the cpa yeah i mean as a full-time entrepreneur, you're already working more than just a nine-to-five job, right? I mean, everyone knows that. If you're an entrepreneur, you're hustling, you know, 24-7, that sort of thing, right? So you would expect to be extremely busy. So juggling these three things, that is just part of the, that's just part of the, of the you know, the life. part of what is expected as an entrepreneur. I mean, for me, I also have a full-time job. I go to my full-time job, uh, you know, eight a.m. to 5 p.m. I come home, I, I have dinner, my son goes to sleep 7.30 and I work from 7.30 to 1 a.m. Uh, on my own part-time thing. So that's 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 my life right now. So you would expect to be extremely busy. You, you wouldn't have, a, as a business owner, entrepreneur, you wouldn't be working nine to five. That comes to an end, right? So, that's true. Um, so yeah, uh, there's, there's no way around that really. So that's, I think that might be my two pieces of advice. One is try everything. That way, at least you know what you like and what you don't like. And mm -hmm. then on the second piece with the family, communicate what it is you want for yourself and, and if they would be willing to give you a shot to just find out, you know, at least that way you have a year, two years, whatever it is that you're able to communicate with them, go put in max effort and then find out if you're good at it, then you have what you want. And if you're not good at it, well, you are going to do accounting anyway, right? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So you're back to, you're back to square one. I'm back to square one. That's true. Yeah, that's exactly. True. So if it doesn't work out, you have an accounting 
uh, you, you would have uh, an accounting route to pursue because you already have a degree and you only need to take seven accounting courses. So, yes. and if that's the case, then you would have only wasted two years of your life and then you'd only be 28, which is, uh, you know, still five years younger than when I changed <laughs> careers wow. at 33. <laughs> Thank you for really giving me that perspective. Because it's true. It's, it's true. You know, it's, um, this is the time to, you know, make a few mistakes. And even if you completely, you know, messed it up and you went to zero, how much really would you have like lost? It's, you would still have a roof over your head, I'm assuming. Right? Yes. Exactly. You would, and whatever you've invested in your venture, you would have, have lost that. So um, this is the time to really make those mistakes rather than, let's say, 20 years down the road when you have a lot more to lose, uh, you know, when, like mortgage payments, family to feed, all the kind of thing, you're taking a lot more risk with a business venture. So, you know, uh, that's why I always say I would cut my right arm off to be 26 (laughs) over again and then trying things, right? So this is the advice that I would have given myself uh, if I was your age again. Thank you, Adrian. So (laughs) thank you. I just, can I ask you um, in regards to the CPA path, which side do you prefer, industry or public practice? Um, I enjoy more of the work-life balance with industry and i enjoy working very closely with um, all of the other departments so operations and i mean we're at a mining company so working with uh, operations um, and other departments you know hr finance ap uh, working with the control so that you get to really wear many different um, hats in addition to my core work so that's what I enjoy um, in public practice it was very dynamic so you might have you know six or seven different clients uh, across a whole different uh, spectrum of, of industry. So you're looking at uh, companies, large and small, in different industries. You're changing in uh, teams all the time. You might be leading a team, might be joining a team as a, as a support personnel. Um, so so those can be very exciting, but it can also be very frustrating to be in um, really dynamic change uh, setting all of the time. So, but me personally, I really enjoyed that. It was a real rush to kind of start one project, end it three weeks later, jump into another project. Those things always change very quickly and being able to lead very short dynamic teams all the time, I actually found that very exciting. So in industry, it's not like that, right? It's very cyclical where you're moving from month end to month end to quarter end, quarter end, and then now you're, uh, I'm currently working on, on the year-end financial reporting. So it's, it's a bit different. I see. Speaking about the cyclical um, nature of the industry, do you think there be risks of automation? There's the automation already. Um, obviously, we have not uh, implemented any sort of accounting automation, but there will definitely be um, accounting automation coming. So that's really, uh, you know, a lot of the mundane and, um, you know, uh, kind of uh, work that requires uh, manual entry, that sort of thing. I can see that in the future definitely being 
uh, taken over by accounting automation. So that, I mean, that will require professionals, uh, CPAs and accountants to uh, be the experts at analyzing results, analyzing data, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, assessing what that means, putting, you know, applying their own business judgment and expertise to it to make the recommendations and advice for the business leaders, as opposed to a lot more of the uh, mechanical accounting work. So, you know, like uh, uh, entry, bookkeeping, that sort of thing. So it wouldn't make the CPA obsolete? It wouldn't make the CPA offset. I mean, you will always, you will always need accountants. You always need professionals because they are the ones who are going to be, like I said, um, applying their professional expertise, uh, making the recommendations, supporting the business leaders, uh, that sort of things, with the vision and the strategy for the, the uh, organization based on the financial data that you know, the accounting automation robots, whatever it is that they're going to be putting out, right? So there's always going to be an end product that needs to be. Um, analyze and assess. Mm, that's very reassuring. Yeah, some... so we always have to like upskill uh, our own skills. So moving away from a lot of like the data entry, the manual reconciliation, that sort of thing. I, I, I can, me personally, uh, I, I can see that being taken over. But yeah, we'll, there will always be a need really for professional accountants. So, I mean, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. That's awesome. That's good to know because yeah. that was really daunting. I don't want to chase a career where it goes obsolete. No, no, it's definitely, it's a, it's going to be a very exciting um, a, a time, especially, you know, you, you always, as an accountant, we're always having to, um, you know, relearn new technologies, uh, new concepts, new business uh, approaches. Uh, so it's it's going to be you know lifelong learning as a CPA for sure. It, I mean, once you stop learning, it's really at the end, right? So mm. you're constantly having to evolve and adapt and uh, and transform your skills so that you can you know take advantage of new technologies. Oh, that's awesome. That's good to know. Wow. <laughs> okay, you're really making um, this CPA feel really attractive. I mean, right now, I, I, you know, if you are, I guess, feeling bored with your role, I don't know if there's opportunities to try other things or um, where you're at or maybe at a different organization. That, that could be something. But, I mean, you would have to make that commitment, uh, you know, uh, once you know what it is that you want to do. Um, but like I said, as a CPA, the opportunities are there once you have that professional credential to do really whatever it is that you want, right? So it, you could be, you know, the VP of marketing somewhere once you have your, you know, CPA designation and you can be as creative as you want. But you definitely have to put in the time and the commitment and the discipline to get that designation. Right, so the designation can be very powerful to open doors for you, but you'd have to kind of make that commitment, or you could just jump into your own business venture right now, you know, and you have full control of yourself. I see. Yeah, it's a very tough decision to make because one is the unknown, and the other is a known path, a tried and true um, career mm -hmm. that has been tested by many. Um. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm conflicted on. Yeah, you you. I think you. It sounds like you definitely have to do some soul searching to find out 
which way you're leaning but that's where we kind of get back to uh, trying new things. I mean, obviously you are already doing the accounting at where you're at, so you know what that's about. But I mean, it may be very... Uh, rudimentary. Rudimentary, but I mean, you're only looking at a very small snippet, you know, really the reconciliations that you're doing um, all those things are also very important when you once you kind of move into more senior roles you really appreciate what a junior content is because it's really a very small piece of like a huge of a much larger picture right so mm-hmm. um, you kind of have to progress so I, I would say be patient where you're at or you can seek out new opportunities I mean there are other organizations where you can uh, get into more senior roles Right. Once you have that experience, that means you've, you've mentioned you've already been there for a couple of years. Uh, I just started this one. I just left the city of Coquitlam um, and I just started this job for about four, five months now. Okay. So you're in there for five months. Yeah. I mean, I would just, um, I would speak to your supervisor, manager, and just see if there's other opportunities uh, to see the other side of, um, of you know, the accounting department that you can get into. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Agent. Yeah, I mean, there's the other thing you could be looking at capital assets or, you know, doing cost analysis, putting together um, <clears throat> internal reports, that sort of thing, right? So you can always, you know, ask and inquire to see what other opportunities there are. You'd obviously have to get a couple months in, you're probably just starting, so they may want you to work for the full year maybe that's usually maybe a timeline to kind of reassess and see where but you can always add your performance review you can always ask the question if there's other opportunities that you can seek out how do you suggest someone uh, in my position um speed up the learning process or am i being too eager speed up the learning yeah i don't know if you like speed up the learning in in an accounting in accounting, uh, yeah, speed up my responsibility or speed up my wealth potential. I, w- I would say exactly what I, what I just recommended, which is just communicating and then asking for the opportunities if they're there. Okay. Yeah, and if they're there, then just take it and then you won't know what you're doing, which is completely fine. And you just give it a shot and then you'll make a bunch of mistakes and then you'll just get better. And if the organization supports you, then they'll be okay with it and they'll make some corrections and they'll guide you and support you and then you'll improve. And, you know, uh, hopefully it's that's the case. And if not, they just, you know, they, uh, you know I, I, don't, I, I don't know what the situation is but, uh, or what kind of opportunities there are, but I guess you'll just have to find out. Yeah, that's true. Just find out the hard way and just push through. Yeah, find out the hard way, ask, and if there are opportunities at them, then just jump right in into the deep end of the pool, take it. And uh, if they're not there, then they're not there. And then I'll just leave that decision up to you. Well, thanks, Adrian, for your advice. (laughs) No problem. Hopefully it was very helpful for you. And I think, you know, there's a lot of other listeners who probably have exactly the same questions and concerns uh, that you have. So this is very good uh, that you're helping me out with the podcast here and, you know, letting me uh, record this and uh, have it on the podcast. So really appreciate it.
Of course, my pleasure. Anytime. I'm happy to share. Okay, good. Well, I mean, good luck with the business venture, uh, digital marketing, and also good luck with whatever it is you're selling on Amazon. I'm sure it's very exciting. Uh, <laughs> and then you hang in there with the uh, um, your, your current role. And let me know how it goes, like what kind of decisions that you've made, what it is that you've tried out, and uh, let me know how the conversation with the family goes. I'll keep you updated. Thanks, Adrian. Yep, definitely. Don't be afraid. I mean, you're really fighting for yourself. This is ultimately, it's going to be your life, right? So you have to take the reins for your own life and you can't live anyone else's life. So you just have to um, decide what is important for you and then just go for it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I have to stop putting my family first. <laughs> well, family is, family is definitely important, but you know, like I said, you are, you're in charge of yourself ultimately. Um, so, uh, is that your dog in the background there? That's my cat. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what's your cat's name? Uh, Simba. Simba. Oh yeah. Okay. I have, I have two cats. Um, <laughs> sometimes they jump on me and, running around doing a podcast so it's it's hilarious it's exactly i know they're just jumping around at the moment okay perfect well i think that's all the time we have brian uh, thanks very much again for joining and sharing uh your experiences it was a, a real pleasure to be able to you know uh help you out and uh you know all the best in the future um so Really appreciate it, Adrian. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for mentorship. Um, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully, you've learned something. Hopefully, you gained some insights. And so, hopefully, uh, my advice for Brian uh, will be able to help you out if you're in a similar situation. Until then, if you have any questions, please uh, leave me an email. It's going to be adrian at adrian-law.ca. Uh, wish you a very pleasant evening and thank you. I know you have a lot of choices out there when it comes to podcasts. So thank you for listening. This is Adrian Law and Brian, my guests, signing off. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to follow, rate, and share the podcast. Tune in next time when your host, Adrian Law, delves into the wonderful world of Vancouver accounting experience. <laughs>